This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm your host, Elena Enake, bringing you the news. But first, let's take a quick look at the weather picture. Maximum temperatures across the country range from 1 to 12 degrees Celsius. The noon reading in Bucharest was 4 degrees. And now the news, the headlines. Trade unionists in Romania continue their protests against the government's salary policies. The Romanian state ended 2023 with a budget deficit of 5.68% of the GDP. And Romania is ranked as the 63rd least corrupt country out of 108, according to Transparency International's annual Corruption Perception Index. In Romania, employees of hundreds of towns halls in the rural area are on a warning strike today. Their main dissatisfaction is related to salaries. According to the trade unions in the field, almost 11,000 employees from over 800 town halls in the country signed for the protests. Trade unionists threaten with an all-out strike starting on February 5th. On the other hand, on Tuesday, trade unions in the healthcare sector announced that there are continuing protests, as they say the current salary offer of the government in Bucharest is not what they expected. Romania ended 2023 with a budget deficit of 5.68% of the GDP. A level of 4.4% had been initially forecast when the state budget for last year was drawn up. The deficit is, however, below the 6.3% estimated by the European Commission in its forecast. Data from the Finance Ministry showed that the difference between revenues and expenditure was almost 18 billion euros. With 46 points out of 100, Romania continues to be one of the EU countries with the poorest results in the implementation of anti-corruption measures according to Transparency International's annual Corruption Perceptions Index. The organization's recommendations for Romania include updating the legislation in the field of public integrity, improving organizational and decision-making transparency, standardizing and clarifying administrative procedures. The Turkish Foreign Minister Hakan Fidan is on a visit to Bucharest for a meeting with his Romanian counterpart Luminica Odobescu. The Turkish official will also have talks with Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu and Senate Speaker Nicolae Ciucă. 
According to the Turkish media, Hakan Fidan is meeting with his counterparts to discuss bilateral relations as well as current regional and global developments. The relations between Romania and Turkey take place within the framework of the strategic partnership signed by the two countries in 2011 at the level of presidency, followed by a joint action plan signed in 2013 by the foreign ministers. Romanian President Klaus Johannes is in Brussels to participate in a ceremony staged by the European Commission in memory of Jacques Delors, a former European Commission president between 1985 and 1995, and to attend on Thursday the extraordinary meeting of the European Council. The Council meeting will focus on reaching an agreement on the main elements of the proposed revision of the multi-annual financial framework 2021-2027. The most important decisions are the support for Ukraine, including military support through the European Peace Facility, in keeping with that country's needs. Klaus Johannes will firmly plead for Ukraine to remain a top priority on the European Union agenda. The Constitutional Court of Romania is debating today the notification of the High Court of Cassation and Justice in relation to the so-called fugitive law. In the opinion of the Supreme Court, among the citizen rights violated by this law are the right to a fair trial and the right to individual freedom. The plenary session of the Chamber of Deputies adopted in November 2023 a draft law initiated by the Ministry of Justice, which stipulates that people who receive a final sentence and who do not report to the police within seven days to be incarcerated will be considered escaped and risk a punishment between six months and three years. The penalty applied for the crime of escape is added to the penalty remaining unexecuted on the date of escape, the law also says. And that was the news coming to you from Bucharest, Radio Romania International. The Romanian government is doing the final math for the year 2023. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with more in this report by Roxana Vasile. The coalition government in Bucharest is making final calculations for 2023. Higher expenses generated a deficit of around 90 billion lei, which is the equivalent of 18 billion euros accounting for 5.68% of the gross domestic product. The deficit is slightly lower as a percentage of the GDP compared to the one recorded in 2022, but it is more than one percentage point above the figure considered when building the budget. At the beginning of last year, the executive set out with a target of 4.4%, which is 70 billion lei. However, while the revenues were somewhat in line with the graph, the budget slippage in the spending chapter accounted for some 20 billion lei. According to the Ministry of Finance, revenues stood at over 521 billion lei, up by 13%. Their dynamics were mainly supported by the money coming from European funds, salary and income tax and insurance contributions. As a percentage of the GDP, revenue stood at 32.9%. On the other hand, spending exceeded 611 billion lei, and as a percentage of the GDP, they maintained the share at the level of 38.6%, same as in 2022. 
Ziarul financiar notes the fact that according to the figures for 11 months, the budget deficit was 4.64% of the GDP, which would mean that the government deepened it at the end of 2023, in December. Be that as it may, the first topic on the agenda of the discussions these days between the Romanian authorities and a delegation of the International Monetary Fund is precisely about the budget deficit. Romania has pledged to gradually reduce it to 3%, a limit stipulated by the European treaties. Although it is far from this target, the good news is that the deficit of 5.68% in 2023 is still below that anticipated by the European Commission in its autumn forecast, which was 6.3%, but also beyond the expectations of many analysts who believed it would be 6%. Let's remember that Romania has been under an excessive deficit procedure since 2020, when it set out to return to less than 3% in 2024. However, the pandemic and the war in neighboring Ukraine followed. As a result, Bucharest was forced to negotiate with the European Commission for 2023 a target between 55 and 5.7% of the GDP. For 2024, the country's budget is built on an anticipated deficit of 5%. Meanwhile, in order to keep it under control, the government has already taken a series of unpopular measures. Tax increases have come into force or new ones have been introduced, and vouchers and bonuses have been frozen. The unions warned in the fall of last year that protests would follow, and this is indeed happening right now. Romania continues to be one of the EU countries with poor results in fighting corruption. I'm Lucrimera Simeon with details in this commentary by Stefan Stoica. The Corruption Perceptions Index reflects how independent and business experts perceive corruption in the public sector in 180 states and territories. In a ranking drawn up by Transparency International by awarding points from 0 to 100, where 0 means very corrupt and 100 not corrupt at all, the continental and world champions are three Nordic states, Denmark, Finland and Norway, joined by New Zealand. Romania is ranked only on the 63rd position, the same as last year. With 46 points, Romania is still among the EU countries with the poorest results regarding the implementation of anti-corruption measures, which reflects significant deficiencies regarding the rule of law. Romania's neighbors in the ranking and also geographically, Bulgaria has 45 points and Hungary 42 points, being at the bottom of the ranking in terms of integrity. According to Transparency International, most states have made no progress at all or have made minimal progress in combating corruption in the public sector. It's essential to have independent, transparent and resourceful legal authorities and institutions to be able to keep corruption under control, the organization believes. In many countries, including Romania, there is still a big gap between the provisions of the laws and the way in which they are implemented, Transparency International noted. Therefore, constant actions and measures are necessary to ensure both the improvement of anti-corruption mechanisms and the strengthening of integrity. For Romania, Transparency International's recommendations include updating the legislation in the field of public integrity, 
to bridge the gaps and correct legislative inconsistencies and improve the clarity of regulation in this area. The organization also recommends improving organizational and decision-making transparency, including through effective public consultations and easy access to information of public interest, the standardization and clarification of administrative procedures by adopting the Code of Administrative Procedure. Also, in the case of Romania, it would be necessary to adopt legislation that should clarify the status, career, and efficiency of public administration employees, as well as the use of integrity pacts as a monitoring tools for public procurement, especially for procurement procedures and contracts with high risks for the occurrence of irregularities, integrity incidents, or fraud. Transparency International reiterates the fact that there is a need for a constant involvement of all representatives of society, from the political class and institutions to the private environment and citizens, each having their own role and responsibility in strengthening public integrity. Transparency International recalls that it contributed to the establishment or consolidation of institutions with a major role in combating corruption and developed and implemented ethics and integrity standards for the public sector and the business environment. And that was Radio Newsreel. Next up in this broadcast is Song of the Day. Listen to Ami with the song Nostalgia. Don't you look 
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Society Today Welcome, I'm Rakamara Simeon, and today I'll be talking about the sore points with the situation of children in Romania. Recently, the organization Save the Children Romania published an X-ray of the situation of minors in our country, their conclusions including 10 extremely critical points. Among them are problems that have been going on for many years and which, although well known, have not been corrected. For instance, one out of five Romanian children does not finish school on time. Annually, over 7,000 Romanian children are born to underage mothers. Almost 1,200 of these mothers are on their second or even third birth. Over half a million children have recently had at least one parent who went to work abroad. And in the countryside, the infant mortality rate continues to be significantly higher compared to the urban areas. 6.5 versus 4.2 per thousand. Besides these problems, there are others, perhaps less discussed in the public space, but equally serious. One of these problems concerns the emotional or mental health of children. More than 41% of 15-year-old girls have sleep-related problems, while 57 of them frequently feel nervousness. The advocacy director of the Save the Children organization, George Roman, draws attention to this issue. Emotional well-being refers to the way in which the authorities understand how to invest in the mental health and protection services for children who need extra support, such as children with special educational needs or children with disabilities and we don't have any positive scores. Even the World Health Organization highlighted the fact that there are children in Romania with problems related to sleep and self-control. Sometimes they feel isolated, excluded from their groups, in educational institutions or in the community. They need money to have psychological counseling sessions because the social services, the general directorates for the protection of children's rights, have a very limited number of psychologists. Not all of them are trained to provide counseling or psychotherapy. And there are few and overcrowded non-governmental organizations. For example, at the Save the Children Organization Mental Health Center, children have to wait for several months, between three and six months, to benefit our free-of-charge services, said George Roman. Part of the children's emotional problems are also caused by the lack of parents who have gone to work abroad. Moreover, the mirage of going abroad also attracts the young people who seem to have grown up with such ideas in mind. Giorgio Roman is back at the microphone with details. More than half of the children do not want to remain in Romania and two of the essential reasons mentioned by the children are related to the quality of the education system. About one-third of them said they want to leave because 
of this very issue because school is not attractive and they cannot achieve professional and educational development in Romania. But there is also an important number of them, quite significant in our opinion, who want to leave because here they feel the threat of poverty. Between 21% and 22% of the children have said that. They don't want to live as poor people in Romania, but go and try their luck in other countries. And many, most probably, took the example of their own parents, said George Roman. Another extremely serious aspect is sexual abuse. Out of all criminal complaints involving victims among minors, less than 20% end up with an indictment of the aggressors. The advocacy director of the Save the Children organization, George Roman, is back with details. We seem to be the least interested in fighting this phenomenon of sexual abuse. Apart from several well-trained professionals in the legal system, there is little investment in social policies at the national level. I can give you an example. A program that Save the Children organization has developed in the past two years jointly with the General Directorate for the Protection of Children's Rights in Bucharest District 6. This is, I believe, one of the few examples in which a child involved in legal situations receives the necessary protection during the hearings so that they can avoid further trauma or stress caused by these hearings, which are quite numerous, sometimes their number reaching 14. A child who has been the victim of sexual abuse would otherwise be forced to recall the trauma he or she experienced before all those who are directly or indirectly involved in legal procedures. And I'm speaking here about the repeated hearings with police officers, prosecutors, courts and other institutions, George Roman explained. In the very few situations in which sexual abuse cases against minors are brought to courts, the aggressor is rarely indicted and three out of five sentences are suspended, which means the aggressors can return to the community where their victim also lives, says George Roman, advocacy director with Save the Children organization. He hopes that the X-ray of the situation of children in Romania will also register improvements next year. And that's all from Society Today. Coming up next on Radio Romania International, visit Romania. Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu. Located in the southwest of Romania, Gorj County is known first and foremost for the Târgujiu monumental works by Constantin Brancuzi, the influential 20th century sculptor who left his home village of Hobita to rise to international fame in Paris. But Gorge has many other additional attractions, and during winter one of the most important of them is the resort of Rinca. 
Whereas in summertime, Rengkai is visited by tourists interested in trekking routes in Parang and Kapotsuni Mountains, or by those who want to drive along the highest and most spectacular road in Romania, the Transalpina, in wintertime, Rengka becomes the mating place of ski lovers. Rengka is quite easy to get to, around 20 kilometers from the village of Novac. We talked to Niku Mitroyu, a tourism and ski investor in the region. Our ski runs are not very long, especially those primarily intended for beginners. We have seven kilometers of ski runs serviced by three chairlifts and two ski lifts. The difficulty level is easy to medium, and we have lots of children coming here precisely for this reason. Nikumitroyu also gave us details about the ski trainers and the special programs organized during the winter. We have certified trainers and the only difference between our easy-to-medium ski runs and the ones in Austria, for example, is that kids learn how to ski in two or three days at most. There are special programs and accommodation facilities that rely a lot on children's ski camps and family packages for parents and children with ski monitors training the children while the parents have fun. Climate change has influenced the length of the winter season in many European resorts where snow machines are in place to make up for the absence of natural snow. Rynka fares pretty good in this respect, Nico Mitroyu reassured us. In this respect, we are doing quite well because of the altitude. Our ski runs are above 1,600 meters. So the ski season begins on the 1st of December, the earliest in Romania, and the weather is on our side. Usually there is a cold wave in late November. We make artificial snow if necessary and the season ends rather late in the year. We have ski passes for the beginning of May and we even have organized a May Day ski competition several times. Apart from accommodation and the winter sports options available here, Rinka is also appreciated for the traditional local cuisine, with many lamb-based dishes given that the region is known for shepherding and sheep husbandry. And that was Visit Romania. Next in this program... Romanian sports Olympic legends. Welcome to the program with me, Eugen Nasta. The world's best athletes convene in the Olympic Games every four years. The name Olympia is derived from the old Greek settlement known as Olympia, located in the Peloponnese Peninsula. In antiquity, Olympia played host to the athletic competitions of the Hellenic world for centuries. Just like the antiquity competitions, the Olympic Games of the modern times created gods and heroes, goddesses and heroines. Until the kickstart of the Olympic Games in Paris on July the 26th, we will focus on legends of the Romanian Olympic competitors in a monthly slot, 
based on the Golden Archives interviews that have been broadcast by Radio Romania International throughout the years. Today we pay tribute to Romania's greatest athlete, Yolanda Balas Söter. In 1999, she was the only Romanian athlete to have received a nomination from the International Athletics Federation for the 20th century athlete title. She was a two-time high jump Olympic champion. She set five Olympic and 14 world records. Her records were unbreakable for 11 years. Yolanda Balas-Söter took up training in athletics with the Electrica Club in Timisoara when she was 13. In less than a year from her debut, she broke the national juniors record. When she was 19, she succeeded her first notable feat as a senior athlete, the second place at the European Championships in Bern, Switzerland. Here is Yolanda Balas-Söter in a radio show broadcast in April 2000. Întotdeauna m-am comparat cu cele mai bune atlete din lume. I have always compared myself with the world's best athletes. At that time, at the top were the English athletes Sheila Lowell and Thelma Hopkins with the European and world records. And, of course, I asked myself the following question. If they could, why couldn't I? And then, of course, the path I took to achieve my goal became way more accessible thanks to my strong resolve and the wish to accomplish something serious and that's what I succeeded, and I have always thought, if I was assigned to represent Romania, I had to get a good result, because that is what I came here for. My first success occurred in Bern in 1954, the second place I'd hoped for, but I was not satisfied with the second place. I said to myself, it can't be. We need to aim higher. We need to jump higher. I'm using the plural because my husband, Johan Söter, was also in Bern as an athlete back then. Four years later, in Stockholm in 1958, I won the gold medal. It was my first success, my first gold medal in a European competition. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.io and on Facebook. Welcome to our traditional music segment. I'm Ana Maria Popescu and today we bring you songs from Wallachia, performed by Elena Lefescu-Brazu. For starters, here she is with a love song. Mi-ai 
işte lume Alefescu Brazu was born on the last day of January 1949 in the village of Zambrasca, Teleorman County. She sees herself as a daughter of her village. As she said in an interview to Radio Romania International, to this day she takes part in local festivals and celebrations. Listen next to a song devoted to her native region and entitled Downstream of Târgujiu. <laughs> Și-am zis verde trimigdale O puicuță de la Târgu Jiu la Vale Mândra neichii Și-am zis verde trimigdale O puicuță de la Târgu Jiu la Vale Și nu-ți mai pierde vremea 
mai neicuță, mâna calu nu mai sta. Neiculiță și nu-ți mai pierde vremea. of 16, Elena Levescu-Brazu won a local folklore competition organized by the public television broadcaster. And one year later, she was noted by the famous pen flute player Gheorghe Zanfir, whose music ensemble she later accompanied in many tours around the country. At 18 years old, Elena Levescu became the soloist of the Slănicul Ensemble in Buzău. And after she turned 20, she worked with some of the largest folklore orchestras in Romania, including Rapsodia Romana, the radio orchestra, Chokerlia Ensemble, and many others. Here is one more song brought to you by Elena Lefescu Brazu. And we wrap up today with another love song from Elena Lefescu Brazo's repertoire. Am 
tot plângeam suspinat Că duneică m-ai uitat, mă Am tot plângeam suspinat Că duneică m-ai uitat, mă Living Romania. Coming up next, happening in Romania. Hello and welcome to a fresh installment in the Happening in Romania series with me, Lacramiora Simeon. In the lineup today, the significance of January 24th in the history of Romania. The Georgianescu Philharmonic celebrates the Day of the Union of the Romanian Principalities through a series of events dedicated mainly to students. Iglu Media, together with the Museum of Maps, launches the album The Mediterranean Picturesque in the Architecture of Interwar Bucharest, Volume 2. This and much more in the next 10 minutes. Stay tuned. In 2024, we mark 165 years since Alexandru Ioan Cuza was elected the ruler of Romania and Moldavia. The date of January 24th represents an essential turning point in Romania's history, inaugurating an irreversible route towards the setting up of the Romanian nation-state. The celebration of the Day of the Union of the Romanian Principalities is an opportunity to reflect on the Romanian historical heritage and cultural identity. Wednesday, January 24, 2024, the history lesson is taught at the Romanian Athenaeum. The Georgianescu Philharmonic celebrates the Day of the Union of the Romanian Principalities through a series of events dedicated mainly to students. The building, a symbol of Romanian culture, can be visited for free between 2 and 4 p.m., and from 6 p.m. the history lesson event at the Romanian Athenaeum will be taught by the historian Stefan Popescu, who will evoke the moment of January 24, 1859. The lesson will end with the recital offered by the Georgianescu Philharmonic Quartet. With the help of the Bucharest School Inspectorate, several hundred students will participate in these activities. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Do you like swing? Thursday, January 25th, 2024, the Radio Big Band and their guests, the Jazz Roots Bucharest Dance Company, offered the public an evening of music and dance at the Radio Hall, an event full of energy and the joy of swing. 
The magic of swing is a special event which celebrates an iconic style of big band music, swing. With this concert show, in which the music will be accompanied by dancing in the specific Lindy Hop style, through the collaboration with the Jazz Roots Bucharest Dance Band, we aim to warm the souls of all those who will be in the radio hall or listen to the concert on the frequencies of Radio Romania, said the conductor of the radio big band Simona Strungaru, who added that they will perform some of the most famous songs of the swing era, such as Sing, 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 Big Apple Contest, Flying Home, Sipsy Doodle, or cute. With the energy and passion specific to swing, the Jazz Roots Booker's Dance Company brings the original energy of Lindy Hop into the third collaboration with Radio Romania's big band on the stage of the radio hall. The Jazz Roots Bucharest Band was founded by Cristina Ciobanu in March 2022, being made up of professionals from various fields united by the common passion for swing and a desire to learn and pass on the story of this dance. Cristina Ciobanu has been dancing since 2017 and is the first woman in Romania who had the initiative of popularizing this dance style and among the first people who started building the swing community in Bucharest. The concert will be broadcast live on the airwaves on all Radio Romania culture and Radio Romania music frequencies. Also, the concert can be listened live online on the websites of the two radio stations and through the Radio Romania application available on Android and iOS devices. The Romanian Cultural Institute supports the presence of director Cristi Puyu and producers Anka Puyu and Ana Maria Porvan at the 35th edition of the Trieste International Film Festival, held between January 19th and 27th, 2024. The film MMXX, directed by Cristi Puyu, will be screened in the Lungometraggi Fuori Concorso section on Sunday, January 27th, 2024. The film will premiere in Italy on the occasion of the festival, and Cristi Puyu, a special guest of the event, will hold a master class on January 27th. Also, the producer, Anka Puyu, will be present as a member of the jury in the official competition between January 24th and 27th. At the same time, the Romanian Cultural Institute supports the participation of producer Ana Maria Purvan, invited in the program When East Meets West. The film tells four urban stories during the COVID pandemic, presented with humor and irony. Christy Puyo is known to the public all over the world as the initiator of the new wave in Romanian cinema through his multi-award-winning films and the most important competitions of the kind in the world. The death of Mr. Lazarescu, Aurora, Sierra Nevada, all at the Cannes Film Festival, as well as Malmkrag at the 2020 Berlinale. The Romanian soprano Aida Pascu was designated this past Thursday Young Performer of the Year 2024 at the International Classical Music Awards. These awards, among the most important granted worldwide, have often been called the Oscars of Classical Music. The young Romanian soprano Aida Pascu, 24 years old, surprises with a beautiful lyric spin of voice 
with a dark, convincing and mature timbre, as well as with a wonderful stage presence. She has everything she needs to become an opera star, was the motivation of the jury. Aida Pasco won numerous prizes at national and international competitions for young opera performers. This is the second Romanian success at the International Classical Music Awards Gala, after the Composer of the Year title obtained in 2022 by Sebastian Androne Nakanishi. The Romanian pianist and composer Catalin Raducanu will feature in the show an artist, a piano and a symbolum, classical jazz folklore. In the first recital of this year in the well-known Enescu concert series held in London February 1st, the show is hosted at the Romanian Cultural Institute headquarters in London. Catalin Raducanu will present to the British public pieces by Dande Diu, Chopin, Debussy and Enescu on the piano with jazz improvisations on themes by Ciprian Porumbescu and George Enescu and pieces on the symbolum in which the artist processes famous themes from Romanian folklore. The Romanian Cultural Institute notes that, through his artistic approach, Catalin Raducanu proposes an elaborate transition and fusion of musical styles and genres, easily moving from classical music to jazz improvisation or the stylized form of traditional music. On Thursday, January 25, 2024, Igloo Media, together with the Museum of Maps, invites the public to the launch of the album The Mediterranean Picturesque in the Architecture of Interwar Bucharest, Volume 2. After the appearance of the fourth volume last year, the editorial team returns with extensive research on the Mediterranean villas built in Interwar Bucharest. Speaking at the event will be the architect Dragos Popescu, head of works at the Architectural Design Synthesis Department within the Ion Minku University of Architecture and Urbanism in Bucharest, and author of the texts in the album, architect Mihail Akritikos, architect Bruno Andrasoyu, project coordinator, and architect Anda Zota, editorial coordinator. And that's all from Happening in Romania. From me, La Cramiara Simeon, it's goodbye now. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Time now for a well-deserved musical break, which today has been devoted to a complex musician, Benone Damian, who along his outstanding musical career has successfully combined a classical music repertoire 
with fiddler's music. In fact, it was Benone Damian to first introduce the notion of fiddler's orchestra. Musicologist Viorel Cosma used to describe Benone Damian a couple of years ago as an artist with a double career, the one who after 25 years of performing with the Georgia Enescu Philharmonic Orchestra has decided to dedicate himself to the noble idea of serving and preserving the local traditional music. We now invite you to listen to this violin virtuoso, Benone Damian, and the orchestra he leads with an exquisite traditional tune. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 11.630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21.470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.o channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.o. Goodbye.